Hey, this is Baird. Hey, this is Kaz, and you are listening to Two Broke Watch Noms, the only one podcast that wants to know are you asleep or just alone? You have made it all the way to episode 236. Baird. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Hello. The funny thing is I, I do the Vlad voice a lot around the house and like so people funny. don't know people don't know where it comes from. Like my kids don't know where it comes from and what have you. It's and I feel and then I do it and then I do it and I feel like, am I being racist? That's like, what's funny. It's way too meta and maybe kind of racist. Which... <laughs> I make watch for love of ocean. Hello, my name is Vlad. I make watch for love of ocean. This is Ocean Ranger. Like, oh fuck, man. Okay, so if anyone doesn't know what the fuck Baird and I are talking about, like TBWS, we get bombarded with like whatever shitty watch micro brands you see actually covered by other websites. There's a whole host of ones that just remain in this sort of dark web like sphere. There's a lot of really stupid shitty like watch brands. And so they email us all the time like, hey, Mike and Kaz, you guys are great. Do you want to talk about my watch? Certainly not. <laughs> like <laughs> most of the times the answer is I definitely don't want to talk about your watch. But whatever, keep the emails coming. They're funny. But but the vlog one came because we got one email once and it was fucking hilarious. So so hello, Baird. Baird is here again. Michael is on vacation, a very much earned uh, vacation. He's I don't know where he is, but I'm sure he's doing something very rugged and very handsome. Yeah, he's somewhere in his Honda Fit, living <laughs> living the life that I pretend to want to live what is he what's that website huckle huckberry huckberry Hugberry. he's yeah. probably just like he's probably just like Dude, doing they, an impromptu huckberry photo shoot and they should they should hire him like he'd probably make a billion dollars he's he's their guy like yeah you know he's got the the beard and you know he probably wears the homemade shoes or whatever from where and hikes in them and you know, it's a hundred degrees outside, and he might have a wool beanie on. I don't know. <laughs> we don't know. He might have like a capybara wool beanie, and he's got shoes. He made out of two beavers, beaver tails. You know what I mean? Huckberry, Huckleberry. What is it? Huckberry. Huckberry. Yeah, Huckberry. I actually buy a lot of stupid stuff from them, but it's cool. They have like a. I, I just bought a mug recently that was made out of like. You know, recycled blown glass or something was cool. Nice. It's like a brown color, which is like that see-through gold brown color, which you remember your parents having in the 80s oh, because yeah. they bought it in the 70s. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> I've been buying a bunch of stuff from this site, Taylor Stitch, which I think is on Huckberry. I think I've seen or something like that, but it's totally the same thing. I am not the target demographic. <laughs> these are like these are like very thoughtful, rugged white men. In like Pacific Northwest, California, cool. Well, I'm not any of those things. I'm and a, that's the sucky know. thing about living Taylor Stitch. Huh? I feel like I've heard of that. The sucky thing about living on the East Coast is that there's not a lot of un, you know, uh, Tommy Bahama. Un, un, unpopulated area. Oh, you know, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, oh, you go yeah, out yeah. to where he lives and you drive 200 miles, and there might be a gas station. Uh, <laughs> You know, for so many miles, but here it's not like that. Yeah. You know, you're, you know, it's like when I, and I love this movie, don't get me wrong, and I, you know, you'll get hate mail for it, but, That's you know, when the, when the Blair Witch Project came out, and I stand by that movie because they shot it for 50 grand and made like $150 million, but uh, when it came out, you know, obviously it's witchcraft that they're stuck in the forest mm -hmm. because I can't imagine on the East Coast 
anybody getting stuck in a forest. Like you literally just walk to water and there's somebody's house. Just walk, just walk and nothing. You'll find someone's Airbnb, dude. It's yeah. fine. <laughs> the Airbnb. <laughs> you just walk long enough. Look, so honey, the, the wildlife's here. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. You should have on the show last week with Jason and I. We did we did some film talk. We because you're big into films too. Yeah, I like movies. Yeah, I'm I've watched a few. Well, I've seen a few in my time. So cool. Well, here let's 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 do this. If you haven't already, if you're even fucking still listening to the show, I don't really know or care anymore. But if you are still here, as if you probably couldn't guess. This is chilling with Baird. That's what I'm calling this episode. I'm, I don't know if I'm going to call it anything else otherwise, but um, Baird, TBWS contributor extraordinaire, been on the show several times. It's always super fun talking to you. Baird works on watches. Baird works on cars. Baird's basically the coolest person that's on our editorial staff. Mm-hmm. In all honesty, mm-hmm. so I know Baird doesn't agree with me, but you, whatever, dude. Yeah, it's I, don't, on. I don't know if that you know. That's talk about overpromising and talking about the other Baird, Kaz. Yeah. Right. <laughs> no, this could be a ton of fun, but um. But yeah, we're going to talk a lot, about, a lot of things. Talk about just honestly um, watch prices. I want to get into a little bit of talking about just like what it's like to work on watches. Because I think it's one of those things that folks are always um, kind of curious on. or kind of just sort of interested in like dabbling with. But um, we have a lot of folks actually in, T- in the TBWS editorial staff and on the Patreon Slack who are either watch techs or work on watches. Have you noticed that? Yeah. And it's, it's crazy. You know, and I, th- I think... Uh, you know, maybe maybe not for quote unquote wealth enthusiasts, but for the <laughs> most part, like I think anybody who has a uh, who has a who's gotten into watches and they're like, I can do that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's when when you when you start looking online and realizing that it's not that hard to crack the back of a watch open and maybe adjust how fast or slow it runs. Yeah. All you need is a machine and know how to read it. Every time the we at TBWS, we always talk about the differentiation between like someone who's orologically passionate versus like a wealth enthusiast. And so every time, I might have told this story. I think literally to you. I think the last time you were on the show, but I, I love I love telling stories again. Um, every time I think about wealth enthusiasts, I remember I was on a video call a long time ago, and someone on the call. Um, learned that I was into watches or, or something like that. They're like, they're like, oh, you like watches? What do you think of this one? Mm-hmm. And they um, and they flashed their – it was a Rolex, you know, black dial, no-date, like Rolex Submariner uh, to the camera. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's cool, man. Black dial, no-date sub, classic, can't go wrong. And he goes, what? This is a Rolex. And I'm like, okay, that's that's yeah. fantastic. Fuck All you. right, then. Yeah. <laughs> what? This is Good a Rolex. Meeting, like, sir. Okay. That's cool, well, man. You know, and I've said this story before, but the – you know, we uh, – uh, somebody I know has a uh, one of the new uh, Omega Seamasters with the ceramic wave dial that came out oh, a year yeah. or two ago, and yep. and he had an old one too because I'd seen it before. So of course he was in the dealership one day, and I said, "Oh, cool, you got that new one." And he's like, "Oh yeah, man, look at it." You know, uh-huh. I was like, "How do you feel about the ceramic wave dial versus the old pattern one?" And he goes, "Huh? Uh, 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 th- this is an Omega. All right, that's cool, man." <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. And I was like, all right, well, I'll just get my Coke and go fuck myself. Uh, it's just so funny because when you when you put yourself out there to make a watch friend, I've only ever been hurt. You know what I mean? So or now just, he comes in now every time he's there, you know, he's like, what you wearing today? And I know he doesn't care because he's got his, you know, his fucking ceramic Daytona on or something. He just wants to talk about his watch. Uh, yeah. So I pretty much just do that from now on. I'm like, Oh, sweet Daytona, man. Cool. 
There you go. Well, how'd you buy that, man? Who'd you have to kill? Because <laughs> that's what they want is the pat on the back, you know. Well, I mean, it's funny. I think, and Jason and I talked about this last week, that's an odd impetus for a lot of folks' is watch purchase. They want to buy a watch that will get the nod of approval or the pat on the back from other watch folks, Dude, from other watch nerds. Car people are the same way. Really? I swear to God. I swear to God that people, and they're going to hate my guts. And I, <laughs> it's not everybody, but I, there's a big group. And if you own one, you know somebody in that group. <laughs> that buys a Jeep Wrangler so they can stand around at the mall and just pat each other on the back. <laughs> Look what I did. I got one too. I Do you have big tires? Me too. What? Oh, well, you know what? I think with the, with the, so with the, so you're talking full Jeep Wrangler, like with the cage and the doors that come off, oh, all man. that bullshit, right? Dude, where did they get this money? I don't know, but I think we have sold. We have sold. This is a, this is a, you know, a near recession. Yeah. Everything's expensive. And I have this month literally sold tens of thousands of dollars of wheels and tire packages. (laughs) Cash to burn. I don't know where these people get it from. Like I am literally tightening my belt. Like maybe I should get the small hamburger today instead of the (laughs) big one so that we can save some gas money. You know, oh man, it's nuts. I think with the Wrangler, though, I think it's a lifestyle thing. Oh, dude, I think it's people a, say, What do I think you wouldn't understand? Right? I, I think people say, Okay, what do I need to buy to have people think of me as a, a half open shirt Jeep Wrangler uh, owner? Like, what do I gotta get? I think they get like a checklist of items, like, Yeah, okay, perfect. Yeah, That's, and that, and now what's happened is, is because we. This in this particular area where I am, trucks and jeeps are the thing. You know, we could okay. literally not sell cars in that, and we wouldn't lose any money. But you know, so trucks and jeeps thing, big trucks, big jeeps, what have you. So the funny thing is, is you get dull to it. It's almost like mm-hmm. when I was a kid, and my dad used to. My dad's a big Chevy guy, and he used to love Corvettes. But, you know, living in South Florida, he said, son, they're like ants down here. You know, I'd come down and say, <laughs> Corvette, yeah. like, oh, my God. And he's like, that's a that's a little. <laughs> and it's just a that's just a weenie bet, you know. And uh, so funny. he's like, they're everywhere down here. And I just don't care anymore. And that's kind of how you get about trucks and Jeeps. And, uh, you know, so you see a guy driving like an old 85 YJ that, or 86 or whenever they came out that everybody hated back then because they had square headlights Mm. and that sucker is three different colors and, you know, blowing smoke, but he's still out there driving it. And, you know, the top's been missing for years. He just gets rained on when he's driving. (laughs) Like that guy's cool. That guy's cool. Yeah. Well, that's what's funny. I mean, that's that's Jeep life right there, buddy. (laughs) That's kind of what defines cool, sort of not what everyone else is doing. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's safe cool, and then there's, like, brave cool. That's why I don't tell anybody what I like. There you go. You know, I'm afraid that if I say, hey, man, I really like this band, they'll be like, oh, God, now I love them, and I'm going to buy all their merch and everything. I'm Dude, like, well, take, it, take it from me. Take it from the guy. You were talking to the person that literally ruined the Raketa Big Zero for the entire <laughs> watch community. I understand. <laughs> I understand what you're saying, dude. Oh, dude. That watch. I fucking ruined that watch. Yeah. What are they on eBay now? 500 bucks? I don't know. I don't don't know if they're that high. I have, I just stopped looking. Might be genuine. People still, I still get emails all the time every week like, oh, is my big zero real? And it's like, oh, God. Either is my big zero real or, hey, I was looking at this listing. 
can you get back to me? Let me know if it's real. But what I hate, and I have no problem, it's, it's fine. I'm happy to tell all you, everyone that all your big zeros are fake. But what I love is the folks that send me the eBay listings to look at the big zero, and it has like 20 minutes left on it. I'm like, dude, I'm trying to eat dinner with my fucking family right now. I'm not going to sit here and like run to my fucking computer and just be like, babe, give me a second. Robert in Arizona really wants me to see. Uh, it's not a real person, don't worry. If this like Raketa big zero is real, so it's like, I always feel bad when I can't get back to folks in time. Well, yeah. funny enough, funny enough, I bought a Raketa uh, mm. recently, and I haven't gotten a chance to work on it yet. I bought it for the purpose of kind of cleaning it up. And, and is it the two six zero nine movement in there? Which one is it? It it might. I can't. I can't remember. It's on the desk in there. I took mm. it out of the watch. I can't remember which one it is. It might, it might be it. That sounds familiar, but um, but nonetheless, I when I got it, I just thought, man, I bet all this is fake. I said, let me send this email to Kaz and see. But then I was like, you know what? He's got enough on his plate right now. Just send it to me in the Slack when you get the chance. Well, the thing is, it's it's with the big zeros. So with the Raketa big zeros in particular, fake is very popular because it's such an easy dial for you to just print on yeah, like a fucking absolutely. printer. With most other Soviet watches, the thing that isn't so much fake, it's um, Franken. Yeah. Although there are a lot of Vostoks and Polyot 3133s that are quote-unquote fake because for a certain period of time after the fall of the Soviet Union, a ton of, for some fucking reason, I still, if someone knows the answer, tell me, a ton of fake parts were made in Asia, like Far East Asia, and those have made their way into a lot of Soviet watches. But if you're talking about a Raketa and it's not a big zero and you're pretty sure it's the 2609 movement, it's probably Franken, but if it's cool, who cares? I mean, it definitely it definitely has the number and you know SU stamped on it. Yeah, but, that's awesome. But the funny thing is, is you know I'm not dumb. You could have just put that plate in there. <laughs> exactly. Got, the plate might be from a genuine watch. <laughs> it's tough. It's definitely it's the telltale sign that I realized, and depending on not all cases, but a lot of the cases that had the two six zero nine movement. You know those movement tabs that hold it into the case. Yes. If it's been fucked with a lot, that will either have solder on it instead of a screw or just won't even have the screw. Well, this one has an oddball case, and it's a very oh. similar case to what I worked on one for Darren, nice. uh, a Raketa, and it is weird because it looks, you pop the back off and it looks like the movement will come out the back, but it doesn't. Yeah. It comes out the top. You have to take the crystal nice. off, and, and this one's the same way. Yeah, I've never heard of a front-loading Raketa, or yeah, not at least pop yeah. the crystal off of it. Once you get the back off and take the stem out, uh, I can't. I took it apart like a month. Do you and have half to? Ago. Do you have to pressure pop the crystal off, like with like a little like pump? Like does the does the does the crown decouple so you can get a tool? The over crown it? does not. That's why you have to take the back off. You take the back off so you can get the crown and stem out. And then you have to take the crystal off, which you can either put the back back on it and take a little plastic baggie and stick it over the yeah, yeah, stem yeah. and blow whole air in it and it'll pop it out. Or you can just use a crystal tool like I have and compress. It just doesn't need a lot of compression. And it just, you know, pops right out of there. I tried And then using, you can drop it out of the front. I tried using, is it the, is it the crystal tool with like, that's like a claw? You know what yep, I'm talking about? That's the one. I fucking annihilated so many crystals. Oh, I know. Trying try to use that i i can't i'm 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 inept when it comes to that i can't use that tool for some reason so i just gave up i, don't I know. have i have started like putting a piece of uh 
like a little plastic baggie yeah. over the crystal while I do Smart. it. And it, it removes it's, it, you still might get a mark on it, but the good thing about acrylic is that you can kind of, as long as it's not super deep, you can, you can usually get it out if you put a mark on it. That's cool. Uh, Sending but, a photo of your Raketa, man. I'm super, I, I never heard of this. Yeah. This I bought cool. it. I bought it to, you know, like to, you know, it doesn't run, uh, huh. it winds, but it doesn't run. So, it needs to be cleaned up and what have you. And that's why I bought it. And I bought it like right before all this stuff in Ukraine started happening. Oh, and yeah. it that's came horrible. out of Ukraine. Yeah. Um, but it took like a, a a month or so to get here. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's it, normal. <laughs> it came out of Ukraine. And then uh, I took it apart to start tearing down the movement. And I got to doing other things and, and haven't done it yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, post from like if so, if you buy a Soviet, an old Soviet watch, it's either going to come from, or I mean, this might have changed, I haven't bought one in a bit. It's either going to come from Russian Federation, or it's going to come from Ukraine, or it's going to come from Bulgaria, or possibly one other sort of, or a couple other, um, like former Soviet bloc, uh, you know, areas now. But the post is always so slow. It's it's like a rite of passage to make it's a rite of passage to order a watch and then just totally forget about it because, you know, two months yeah, of life go by. Yeah, and I just it, about forgot about it. And then it gets to your front door with like stamps from countries that you've never even heard of or probably don't exist anymore. It's like, oh, I got a postage stamp from Eritrea. Like, what the fuck? Like, and it's just like, yeah, that's a, that's a rite of passage, man. I'm glad you experienced that. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, when you get the chance, send me a photo. Um well, here, let's... Oh, my God. Bear, we haven't even... I enjoy talking to you so much, we haven't done a wrist check. Oh, I know. It's Would, it's, you, would you like to do a wrist check with me? Would absolutely. you like to make history? Now, my story's going to be kind of long. I got a whole wrist check today, I feel like. No, let's do it. I'm, I'm in it, dude. This is... I've, I've honestly been looking forward to recording all week. Like, I I miss recording. So, this, well, is, good. this is fun. People um, missed the show. Fucking hell. All, all three of them. All, all three of them. All ten of the most... <laughs> Common users on the Slack, Mr. Shuck. Um, Weird. Let's let's do this for the 236th time. Let's make history, Baird. Let's do wrist check. You go first. I'm interested to hear the story. Okay. So I started off today with my. I've been wearing my. I've been wearing a lot of vintage <clears throat> watches lately. Nice. Oh, I had the Omega on for a while, and uh, I had that Omega you gave me on for a while, and then today nice. this I woke up and was wearing the Mito Commander 8299, the one I think I posted a picture on Instagram like yesterday badass but i took it off because mm. steve and i have been on the, steve is on the slack he's a weird guy but he's agreed you know, he's pretty cool i guess but steve got to talking to me about a watch that he wanted he sent me a bunch of stuff but uh to to look at but he had one in particular that he wanted done a certain way so he sent me a steinhardt ocean gmt oh 39 millimeter so it it looks like a you know an old gmt master yeah. uh, had the blue and white red bezel but what he wanted to do with it was uh he wanted to make it look and i i i know i've talked about this i don't know if you remember if we talked about it on here but he wanted to make it look like marlon brando's watch from apocalypse now huh which is the colonel kurtz yeah, uh, GMT, which basically it's just a GMT master that is missing the bezel. Oh, okay, cool. It's, it's, and it's actually kind of cool looking. 
So he sent it to me because he said he couldn't get the bezel off of it. Okay. And through some research, I figured out that Steinhardt doesn't intend for the bezel to ever come off of this watch. Oh. It's not. It's not like a, a, a. I don't know why they do that, but it's not like like a. You know, Invicta. It's not like a Vostok where you can basically just kind of pop it off with a pull it off, right? To. Yeah, yeah, or a Seiko or Invictas. You know, they all come off pretty easy. You get something in between them and just sort of apply a little, yeah, uh, equal pressure around the edges and it pops off. But Steinhardt doesn't intend for the bezel to ever come off. So I was like, well, how's that possible? So you know, this morning I decided well, I'm gonna take a look at it. So I was able to get the bezel insert, a little blue and red. Mm -hmm. off of it without tearing it all to pieces. I actually was able to save it in one piece. But then nice. when I got to look at it, I realized why it doesn't come off. And the reason why Steinhardt bezels don't like to come off is because they have made them so close in tolerance that there's nowhere to get any tool in there to get them off. Oh, you can't get anything in there to kind of get some leverage between right. pieces. Okay. Correct. Oh. There's no gap. Um, and once you get it off, you can really see that they've sort of engineered it that way, I guess. But that's probably also why they get stuck harder than shit when they get a piece of sand in them or something, because there's, uh, there's no space. Huh. Um, so I, I messaged Steve and I said, hey, uh, I looked this up. Steinhardt says it won't come off. I said, but I can I can get it off. Uh, it just is going to destroy the bezel because, you know, and I thought that because apparently from what I was reading online, Steinhardt has a tool that takes them off. And I said, I could probably make a tool to get them off, but I don't right. That's too much time. Uh, I mean, I could, I just didn't know how, what I was going to do or if it would even work. Right. Uh, so I told Steve, I said, this, this, I can get this off, but it's going to mess it up. He said, and he said, you can tell that I've already tried to get it off. So the watch is covering scratches anyway. He said, mess it up because all I'm going to do with it is <laughs> mess it up. <laughs> yeah. He said, mess it up because all I'm going to do with it is sit it under a UV light and try to make the, you know, the white. Oh, like uh, ghost, markers. ghost bezel or whatever, whatever like, it's called. No, no, that's going to be gone completely. Uh, if you oh. look up the Kurtz GMT on, on Google, you'll see it. It's gone completely. This is a GMT master with no bezel at all. Huh? And that's what Marlon Brando wore in apocalypse now so what are you gonna do k-u-r-t-z gmt yeah i found it. it yeah so huh. what he's gonna do is he's gonna try to i guess he's gonna put it under uv light and see if he can't make the white paint turn a little bit gilt colored <laughs> but you know it's whatever that's what he wants to do i i warned him ahead of time i said this thing's gonna tear this bezel to pieces <laughs> and he's like i don't care i was like oh okay wow, dude dude that's that's great. <laughs> That's cool, man. So I uh, I dremeled it off. <laughs> I took wow. a, I put a cutting wheel on a dremel and I cut into it where the retaining spring is, and then just pried the spring out of it. And once you get the spring out, it falls right out. Oh Jesus! So the bezel is destroyed. I took the watch completely apart. I took the back off. I took the movement out. Took the stem out. Took the crystal out because I didn't want to mess anything up. You know, took the, I, you know, saved, I saved the insert. Right. But he said he didn't care. So I took a Dremel with a cutting wheel on it that you used to like cut through exhaust pipes and, yeah. and just cut it until you, I could see where, see that retaining spring, cut through it until you could see the retaining spring. And then I just took a pick and picked the spring out. And because the spring just pulls right out. And once it came out, 
the bezel fell off. So I put it all back together and it looks just like that, that you see on that, uh, in that picture. How, uh, how Soviet of you. And so <laughs> I haven't told him that it's done yet. Oh, well, um, he's going to find out. Yeah. <laughs> um, I took some pictures of it and it looks, it actually looks well, but I'm wearing that right now. He didn't send it with a strap. So I put it on a NATO. Because nice. uh, that was the only thing I could find in 20 millimeters. And it looks exactly like this. It looks, it, yeah, it looks like that. <laughs> it it just obviously cool. is a Steinhardt, and yeah. but it's the GMT Steinhardt, so it's got the red, uh, you know, GMT hand on it, just like that. Um, but it's it's actually kind of cool looking, and the, of course, with the bezel gone, the crystal looks really tall. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, Steinhardt puts a big old thick crystal in these things. And uh, the crystal looks really tall, but it, it's it's kind of cool looking. So should, do you want to start taking orders? Do you want to like open it up? The funny thing was is that you know I I joined the American Watch and Clockmakers Institute last year. Nice, right? So that I could have access to all their information on what to do and blah 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 blah. And uh, some people have sent me stuff, and some of it's hey, you know, this watch doesn't run worth a shit. Can you? <laughs> clean it up or what have you sure and uh most of it has been hey i have a seiko that i want a different bezel on can you do that <laughs> yes <laughs> sure i mean it's so. like i feel i feel like that's with anything that's like skill based oh how the fuck what kind of what kind of analogy can i do i had a vet this is the, this is the, this is the best this is the best i got for you bird um, where we're used to live, I had a, I had a vet for our cats, and our vet was so fucking bored. Like, I'm pretty sure he was like in Desert Storm because he had a fantastic thousand yard stare and was very intense. <laughs> you know what I mean? And like, I remember after one of my cat's uh, checkups, I was just like, I was like, hey, you know, I noticed that she's losing a little bit of fur behind her collar. Is that an issue? And he's like, listen. A little bit of fur, I don't care about. Show me a rash, pus, redding, bleeding behind the collar, then we can talk. Otherwise, yeah. your cat's fine. I'm like, oh. that cat hasn't been half hit by a car. I don't want to see you this. Like way. he's just so jaded to like these stupid like yuppie cat parents like me. Like, oh, my cat coughed a couple weeks ago. Is is she gonna be okay? It's like, listen, your cat's on a fire. Get the fuck out of my office. You know what I mean? But right. like that that vet deals with so much just stupid shit, and he's just waiting for like a cat to come in. With like, I don't know, like a cactus up its anus, and the guy's like, "Yes, this is what I've been training for." You know what I mean? I think one, that's the case. One cool thing, one things. cool request. So, it wasn't a, a Seiko or whatever. I did have one of uh, of your listeners nice. who's on Instagram. Uh, I don't oh, know right. if he wants me to say his name, but nah, nonetheless, uh, uh, he sent me a Chase Durer watch, which is a oh. company that's not in business anymore. Okay. And basically, the bezel, that. yeah, the and it was a pile, you know, a little quartz chronograph. It's it's actually a pretty nice watch, uh, but the bracelet was broken, and he uh, he had tried to do like a ghosting of the of the bezel, mm -hmm. and it had a, it's a slide rule bezel, so it's kind of cool. Oh. But he had tried to ghost it, and it didn't work out. Ah. So he's like, "Hey, can you find a bezel insert?" Uh, and the answer to that question was no. <laughs> Is it this uh, 1000 XL Special Forces watch? It was the Pilot Commander 
XBI. Oh, okay. Um, which is actually pretty cool. The only and, reason uh, I know this brand is because if anyone's a fan of the show that's no longer around called Bird Notice, this this is the watch that Jeffrey Donovan's character wore in really? that film. Yeah, or that, that in that series. Just throwing it out there. Is your dog okay? Yeah, they're fine. Somebody walked in the door, so they're excited. But, I, uh, love, I love the pause. You yeah, just hear the pause. You hear the nails clicking on the hardware floor. <laughs> Turds. Um, oh, that's so good. But, uh, um, one of the, but nonetheless, like, parts for those watches are non-existent. No, no. Like, they're non-existent. It's like, you know, and I don't want to say it was a fashion brand, but it wasn't a major brand. It was, mm. like, pre-micro brand, you know, kind of watch. It's, and, yeah, it's under the radar. Properly under the radar. <laughs> radar planes. <laughs> oh, anyway. look at that. I didn't even mean to. You're, um, all, you're all welcome. <laughs> hey, Maverick's out this weekend anyway. Oh, God. Um, Wait, so is that true? I'm very unplugged from reality. Did they remake yes. Top Gun? No, it's a it's a sequel. Oh, okay. Tom Cruise is still in it. Interesting. Okay. But have you, seen, have you seen a trailer for it? Does it look stupid? Well, they the critics say it's great. It's a Christ. lot of fun. Critics say fun. lots of things. Um, lots of right. fun, they say. But nonetheless, yeah. um, so I had to actually find a destroyed chaser watch. <laughs> To get the bezel off of it, classic. And I and then, so I got that fixed, and I was like, "Great!" He's like, "Looks great." So happy, right? So good. now, now's the now's the bracelet, you know, and the bracelet's broken, and there, it's a weird bracelet, and there's no parts for it. Uh, so I bought a Chase Dura bracelet, and then it got to me, and I realized it's completely different. Oh, like, like I did one of those where you buy things on eBay at oh, you know one one thirty in the morning on a Saturday, and you're like, I oh, got it, man, that's it. And then, yeah. yeah, and then you realize, whoops, it oh, is God. not the same thing. So I it? I told him, I said, hey man, this bracelet's different, but I have a plan. And he said, okay, what is it? And I said, well, his original bracelet had uh, solid end links. Yeah. And I said, I. I don't have any, I can't make that work. I can't find the bracelet that matches. I can't make it work. I'm so sorry. But what I can do is I have these old hollow end links from an Invicta watch that's the same size. Oh. So what I did, because the case, obviously the case and lug shape is different on the Chase Durer. So I measured it and got out my cutting wheel again (laughs) and shaved it down X amount and then basically rounded it to the point where I could make it fit to the case. Now, does it, does it look perfect? Like it was made in a factory? No. Uh, does it look like somebody who has 20,000 years of metallurgy made it? No, but there's a picture of it on my Instagram and I thought I did a pretty good job. That's so cool. Sent it back to him. So was he happy? I, I don't know. He's not in town. He's been out of town for, you know, he's been out West or something for a month and a half. He has, his uh, house housekeeper or something, but he was real excited. I found a bezel for it, you know. That's crazy, but man. That so, that kind that was kind of that was kind of neat because it did look really cool in the end. It wasn't just putting a you know a generic bezel on a watch or something, but right. It, it was kind of neat in the end to finally get that slide rule bezel back on that watch and and see it. So know, how does it work? Like he found you through like the directory. 
for the um, no he found me he listens to the show oh the show oh cool okay good yeah he listens good. to the show a lot of my everyone, business comes from the show everyone reach out to bear to have things done to your watches i've spent 20 minutes talking about my wrist check by the way what's on your wrist that's fine I'm, everyone well not everyone knows what i'm wearing my wrist dude my wrist checks are gonna be boring for the rest of my life all right i have five oh, watches hold on wait what's up is it the uh, I'm trying to use my mental powers here. Oh, yeah, here, here. It's either the Christmas Chrono or the uh, the Grand Seiko. You're right. Uh, you're in one. You're one of those two. One of those is correct. <laughs> one of those is correct. I'm wearing my Christmas Chrono. The, the, just <laughs> I took my my first trucks are going to be boring as fuck for the rest of my life until like I'll I'll start when I get back into reviews I'll just wear stuff I re, I review for my my wrist checks and everything like that but now we're in the christmas chrono man i mean why do you even how? have other watches what do i what why do you even have other watches i don't even know you didn't know when, you didn't know when you bought the christmas chrono that was your exit watch this, <laughs> i should have this thing is so cool this thing is just i don't when i when it came down to it when i when i did my great um my great wash purge and i had to choose like the watches just going down the line like so many things. I killed a lot of darlings, and then when I thought about the Christmas Chrono, I'm just like, it just feels wrong. It feels wrong to exist in a world where this isn't with me. You know, I, I only I can only hope that I get to that point someday. You uh, got you got watches you're passionate you really care about. I know I've got a lot of watches I really care. That's the problem. I want to care. I want to care a little less about how, them. So I'm <laughs> How do you like that Omega? I'm not sure. We haven't talked about it in a while. That old Seamaster 30. Is it cool? It's great. Yeah, my, it's great. My boss tries to rip it off my wrist every time I wear it. But give him, give him the old thousand uh, percent upcharge. Oh, dude. That huh. thing is, those things have gone up. Really? Yeah. What'd you I, buy it for? 200 bucks? About 200 bucks, but to 240 or 250 bucks. Yeah. Yeah, they've, they've gone up. Um, What, you know, I I actually I wear that one when it you know I have an I have a couple of Accutrons I like to roll through too but mm. I really like that old May, oh, uh, the sixty two Seamaster thirty and it's actually it's really good, so good. it's really good shape I was going to ask you what's what, so what was wrong with it like Nothing. when you opened it up <laughs> Nothing it was perfect it, it it had good amplitude it ran fine I think that you know. You know, you are always like, I'm afraid I'm going to break it when I wind it. I think yeah. that's just how old watches are. Okay. Like, it doesn't feel any different to me. No? Like, did you clean it up or anything like that? Like, did it need anything like that? I I think somebody had probably done it before you bought it. Okay. Because amplitude was really high. Uh, it was, like, post-service high. So I was such an idiot, man. I didn't touch it. <laughs> You know, I, I didn't touch it. I, I Here it was. It. I was sending you this watch, and I'm like, oh, man, I really hope I'm not sending him, like, a fucking lemon or something like that. Like, I really hope oh, it's man. not just, like, a busted-ass watch or whatever. But, like, yeah, like, I would always have such a hard time, like, winding it. And I remember sometimes I would, like, put my ear up to it, and I felt like it was just, like, gears grinding on gears. And I'm like, I got to stop. I got to stop winding it. I got to get it to bared. And you're just like, yeah, it's fine. It's fine. It was fine. Good it was really good. I mean, the numbers matched up and everything. I think it was a good little watch. I'm but glad, man. Here's, here's a great story. Speaking of all the Omegas, here's a great story. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I I think I was on the show with uh, Mike 
last time I did this. I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Michael Thomas, <laughs> but uh, my better half. Yeah. I told him. I think I was wearing it at the time. I bought an Omega. Uh, I bought an '82 uh, Omega Seamaster. Yep. It's a you know like a TV dial uh, with uh, an integrated bracelet. Mm. And I had the I had the reference number wrong by two digits. So we couldn't, you know, when we were trying to look up pictures, he's like, I don't see one with an integrated bracelet. That's because I gave him a reference number wrong. That's and I can't remember it now because it's in there. But, like, I didn't, I didn't, I, you know, and it was probably, this is going to be a be careful of eBay stuff story. Oh, uh, okay. Um, I, you know, did not pay a ton for this watch. Huh. But it was a couple hundred bucks. You know, it's a few hundred dollars. It's, yeah. you know, you could have bought a new watch for this, you know, easy. Yeah. And a nice new watch. And, you know, I got it and realized real fast that it was a redial. Oh. Okay, so that's fine. So then I also realized that the uh, the crown, which apparently this is common, the crown was... Uh, uh, a uh, generic. Okay. Or it was not a, it might have been fake. I don't know. Or it was not from that watch. Let's put it wow. that way. It might have been real, but it's not from that watch. Uh, so I replaced that. And uh, then, of course, the bracelet was too small just because it's it from the 70s and I'm from the, you know, now. So we're all three times bigger than we used to be as human <laughs> beings. Um, right. So I bought a fake roll. I, I bought a fake Omega bracelet and used the links from the fake one to make the real <laughs> one longer. So, but then I decided one day that I was going to reloom the hands oh. because the hands, the loom on the hands was was browned, and I, you know, the, like I said, it was a redial and and not a great one. But I wanted the hands to look nice. Okay. So to do that, you have to take it apart. So. Yeah. I open the back up and realize that the serial number is uh, <clears throat> scrawled off of it. Oh, jeez. Which means one of two things, except for the first two digits, which means one of two things. Okay. A, it was stolen. Uh, or B, it was imported in the 70s, which is a really weird story. That it was sold on a gray market in the 70s. Is that like a thing they used to... Do? Apparently, Omega wouldn't let you do it, so people would scroll ah. the serial numbers off to protect their gray market seller. What the fuck? Okay. Yeah, it's weird. You can look into it online. It's it's a long story, and it's been months since I read it. Huh. Or it's stolen, one or the other. <laughs> but it was. it is from the right time period. Uh, it was from the right year. It's from an 82, just like the watch is. Um, so that was good, but... It is either a gray market, which is not as valuable, or stolen. So then I realize as I'm taking it, you know, getting the hands off of it, I get the hands off of it, and I clean them up, and I reloom them, and it looks great. I realize that the dial feet are broken. Oh, shit. And somebody has, you know, hot glued this thing back together. Is it really hot glue or is it soldered? <laughs> no, it was glue. Oh, my God. Um, and so I don't have one of those cool feet soldering machines that right. you use to solder feet back onto a dial. So uh, I bought some little tiny, teeny tiny. Uh, oh, the and, stickers? And, uh, yeah, like double-sided stickies that you, mm -hmm. and I put them right over where the feet were. And 
you know, press the dial down onto it and it's held pretty good. And I know there are watchmakers out there right now, like pulling their hair out, but listen, you try fixing an Omega for 20 cents. You know? <laughs> listen, so, listen, nerds, you try working for free. All right. <laughs> yeah. So it, you know, it's, I, and, and let me tell you something like <sighs> knowing all this about it, like it runs great. And it is a huh. real Omega movement, and it's a real Omega watch. Now, whether those two parts were together at one point yeah. in time is a different story. It's a lot like your Russian watch stories. <laughs> well, that's the uh, funny thing. Like, a lot of times folks with the Soviet watches, they're, um, they're like, so afraid of getting a Franken. And I'm like, depending on what watch you're looking for, who cares if it's a Franken? If well, it looks good, dude, if you like it. You yeah, know? I love that 82 Omega love nice. it. And every time I wear it, people are like, God, that's a cool watch, man. Cause it's <laughs> like I said, it's an integrated bracelet, you know, the TV dial. Yeah. So it's kind of like the rounded square. Um, and it's, it's cool looking. And, and, you know, like I said, our people, I know there are experts out there going to go like, you know, did you ever, I don't know if you ever watched SpongeBob as a kid. <laughs> I actually never have. Oh, I was talking with someone about that earlier this week and I'm like, because at work, everyone throws around like SpongeBob, SpongeBob memes and references, yeah. and like someone, I was probably messing someone, and I'm just like, I've never watched SpongeBob. I don't know what the fuck well, everyone's talking about. Everybody who has watched SpongeBob will get this reference that awesome. Uh, there are bubble baths out there that are just like little mega doll is real, uh, you know. And I'm like, yeah, no shit. Like <laughs> I know. <laughs> water's also wet, you know, but you know, I, I know what it's made of and it works great. And I like it a lot, you know, mm. uh, it's become one of my favorites, but if you're buying, I tell you right now, though, if you're on eBay looking for stuff like that as a resale opportunity, mm. you need to be way more cautious. Wow. What would be a, a good tip? Like, asking questions or looking for specific types of photos. Yes. All Making sure all that stuff matches because mm. I went, I was looking for, I knew that that type of watch that I wanted and I knew the price I wanted to pay for it. And right. I looked at the pictures and realized now that even I, you know, didn't think about it, you know, cause I didn't know that gray market story with the scrawled off serial number. Yeah, I've never heard that. That's crazy. In all the uh, in all the pictures, the rotor was over this the serial number. Oh, they were like probably. You think they're intentionally trying to? Yeah, hide block the serial code. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. That's crazy. And I I didn't think about it, but you know, like I said, it it turned out fine. You know, I I still really like it a lot. You know, and I I think that uh, you know if if something like that happens. You know, you don't need to lie to people and be like, well, blah, blah, blah. You know, I, I'm telling you the truth. It's that thing is about as real as, uh, you know, uh, the spaghetti monster. It doesn't, you know, but yeah. I still like it. You know, you know what I find fascinating about just talking with you and your collection? I would argue that more than most watch collectors, you're more intimately familiar with your watches and your collection than most other folks. Most other folks would buy a watch and never open it, not even to change a battery. You're totally comfortable buying a watch and then getting in it 
And the thing was, you is know what I'm well, there was a hairy moment there. Let me tell you, because I was like, <laughs> God, you know, I paid, you know, I paid, you know, several hundred dollars for this thing. And I don't want to open it and find out this trash because it'll make me feel bad. And like when I found out those dial feet were broken, I was like, well, that's it. Might as well just throw it in the garbage. Oh, my God. But, uh, you know, I said, no, I'm not going to do that. Uh, I'm, I'm going to figure out how to get it. I would love to find an actual dial, like an you know, like a real one and put it on it. But well, that's yeah, interesting those, are, way. those are, those cost you half the price of the damn watch. So. Is it totally a fake dial or is it a I don't redial? Think it's a fake. It's a redial. Okay. Um, yeah. I don't think it's a fake dial, but it's a redial. It's like, not made of like the back of a cereal box or something like that. Like it's right. actually like a dial. It's just yes. not the original. Right. And it's, Got it's it. a redial though. And, and what they, and it's not well done mm. put it that way. Um, uh, they just kind of, you know, it's a white doll and they, for whatever reason, painted the, the, the batons at the minute, you know, every five minutes they painted them silver and I, I couldn't really see that in the pictures, but when I got it, I realized, man, I think those are supposed to be stainless with a black stripe in the middle of them. Huh. And if you kind of rub the paint off, that's <laughs> what they are. And you could tell the, you know, the funny thing is the hands didn't loom at all, but the dots around the dial did. So you could tell somebody's oh, put loom funny. on it over time. Yeah. But, you know, it was probably done by cheap people and, you know, trying to make a buck and they probably made one. But at the end of the day, like, you know, like I said, I, I really like the watch a lot. Like if I'm feeling 1980s, that's what I throw on. Is know? there, um, is there a watch in your collection you've never opened? Hmm. Maybe a newer one. That's what like, I was wondering. I'm like, maybe one that's brand new. Like I, I've, you know, uh, one that's brand new and runs fine. Yeah, I probably haven't opened it, but mm -hmm. I know what's in there. Right. I've opened another one just like it. That's so um, crazy, though. But you know, and it. Yeah, you know, I, I wish. And sometimes, funny enough, talking about that, sometimes it makes me wish that I was Steve. So I could be like, I'll just cut the damn thing off. I mess it up. I don't care if it's destroyed. I'm going for a ruined look anyway. You know, like okay. You know, I I don't know that I could have taken a Dremel with a whiz wheel, which is what I would call it, to uh to a bezel of a watch that I owned. I'm I don't know that I could have done that. But he said that's what I want you to do. Okay. I, I mean, said I said the bezel's going to be ruined, and he was like, Yeah, great. I mean, I guess, I guess it's not a big deal if you just hate the bezel anyway, and like he you know just I mean? wants—he just really wants that watch to look like that Marlon Brando it watch, hurts. and That's that he doesn't funny. care about the about the fact that it was a GMT anymore. You know, <laughs> he's beyond that. He says, right. and he told me, he told me, you know, I was texting him today. I said, I got it off, you know, and sent him a picture of the case, the naked case. I said, I got it off. <laughs> I think you're really gonna like it. You know, if that's what you want, it looks like. He also wants me to drill holes in the lugs. But I'm like, dude, I can't, like, I don't know where how to find the center line of that hole. I don't have a little tiny drill bit. You'd have to have, like, an orthodontist drill bit. Yeah, that's you know? hardcore. I wouldn't mess with that. And I'm like, it'll be crooked as all shit. And he's like, how crooked? I'm like, <laughs> bad crooked. God damn it, Steve. Crooked like, enough, damn it. Yeah, crooked enough that I don't want to do it. So... Yeah, you'd have to like hold it in a vice and then have like a almost like a drill press because otherwise, yeah, you're not going to drill straight. 
Yeah. Right. I mean? And the thing is, is that your drills, your drill bits are longer than the amount of space in it. So you would have to find the center line from the outside and drill through it. Unless you have a, you know, tooth drill, I guess that could drill through stainless steel like the orthodontist uses to make a little tiny hole. So then you could find the center and make a bigger hole. But I, I told him, I said, I think that's a little too much. I, I don't know that you want to go that far. I guess it was worth asking. Yeah, I mean, it's cool. It would look like, you know, it would be cool, but, uh, you know, I, I, I'm not, I knew I could get the bezel off without ruining the watch. Nice. I just don't know that I could drill holes through the lugs without making it look like poo-poo. <laughs> Make it look like you tried to drill them with your teeth. Yeah. Just shoot, right. shoot, shoot through the case. So if anybody out there knows how to drill holes through, you know, knows how to find that center line and drill a nice, perfect hole where the lug hole are, or I mean, where the, uh, the spring bar hole already is, please share it because I'd love to know. Someone's got to know. I watched a guy do it on YouTube and he was awful. I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, you're not, you're not seriously doing it this way. He far. drank like four espressos. He turned all his lights off and he just, just shakily tried to drill a hole. <laughs> Here's what's really funny. Like speaking of opening up watches, especially old ones mm. is like, I don't think I'm very good at this stuff. Okay. But I have opened watches in which I can tell for a fact that other people have been in them. Mm. And I'm like, God almighty, don't you take pride in your work? But that's how something? you know you probably have some skill. If you can look at what someone else has done and realize they didn't know what they were doing or didn't care, that should, you know what I mean? Like you're a benchmark above certain other people's shitty skill. Well, the funny thing is, is when I was, I did a, you know, I don't know if you saw this or not, but hmm. uh, Seal has one of those Seikos. It was a newer one, a, a Prospects, maybe the kind of looked like the 62 Moss or whatever. Okay. And it came from the factory with a terrible hand alignment. So when the hour hand was at 12, mm -hmm. the minute hand was at five minutes after. Oh, what the fuck? So the acceptable, uh, according to the uh, the documents I've read, the acceptable amount is instead of five minutes off is 30 seconds. Yeah. That's acceptable. Jesus. Anything above that is excessive. So it was really excessive. Came from Seiko like that. Weird. So to get the hour hand to the center mark of the 12, it had to be five minutes past the hour. And he said, hey, can you fix that? I was like, absolutely. Nice. Well, I didn't bank on the fact that that thing had been, that the back of that thing was brand new. I guess I wasn't thinking. And I ended up putting a little scratch on it. Oh. Brand new case back. And I felt terrible. I fixed the watch for him. And I said, I don't even want to charge you for it. Hmm. I said, here it is. And I sent it to his house. He says he can't see it, but I know it's there. You can. Well, yeah, I know it's there, and I felt really, really, really bad about it. Uh, and that's bad. probably that's probably why I can't do this professionally. But, uh, I mean, it's 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 what. So how did they get scratched? I a tool slipped. Um, oh, okay. Like I said, the back was so tight that, uh, and you know, usually I put like a like a little piece of plastic on the back or something but this thing had big deep lugs and i didn't think it was gonna be a problem but it was on so tight and it slipped out of the uh 
Oh yeah. The little vice and, and the tool put a little, just a, a little scratch right near the, and of course watch brand new and I felt awful. You ever try the little ball, the rubber ball? I have one. Does it work? Yes. Works great. Unless it's a dive watch that's wrenched oh. down to, you know, a brand new dive watch that's wrenched down into next year. So. <laughs> Oh man, oh, that's all good, you know. But you know, this is uh, and, and, and you know, I think we were going to talk about this at the beginning, but you know, this is what I've been doing with my watch time rather mm. than buying anything. Oh yeah, we. Uh, that's funny. We did have sort of a topic, I guess. We, yeah, you know, whatever. Who cares? Who who cares about staying on topic here? But <laughs> yeah, I mean, we. Well, you bought you bought a watch this year, but this this is. What we were talking about before we started recording, everyone at home, if you're still listening, um, Baird and I haven't really been super enthralled or enthused with any 22 releases, and that's only highlighted by the fact that I think even just a couple or a few years ago, something would come out and I'd be like, oh, yes, take me, Lord, I'm yours. You know what I'm saying? Like, I remember falling passionately in love with some things that were released, but like, this year, I don't know. Really... You know, and not to say that some of them haven't been nice. Like that that new right. You know that new fair dive watch they put out. Oh, uh, Aqua something. Yeah, so, it's yeah. nice. The blue one's nice. The red one's hot garbage. But the red one looks like somebody tried to Frankenstein a first generation Christopher Ward together and didn't. Get <laughs> now but, I have to see it. Um, but. You know, that's a nice watch. There's nothing wrong with it. Tiso released the PRX chronograph, which is really oh, cool. Wow. But it's also seventeen hundred bucks. So if you're you know, oh. if you're on a budget, you're not getting it. That's uh, a shame. But dude, it's you talk about like a you know, sort of a it's very Royal Oak offshore, you know, for a small price mm. in comparison. I'm looking at these fair aquamatics, that's what they're called. Yeah, okay. that red one's awful. <laughs> I can see what you're saying. This first one, the Thurso, this is like super Miami Dolphins. Or at least it looks like it on my screen. Let watch up again. There's one I really liked. What was it called? The fair aquafina one? Uh, aquafina. Uh, aquamatic? My name is Vlad. I make love for Watch of Ocean. <laughs> That's that's what we're dealing with with these. Oh yeah, that's it. Definitely. Watch names now. Did you find it? Yeah. I love these colors. And the one I like is maybe not the one everybody else does. They all have all the different colors have different names. Yeah, Thurso, Cribar is the one that you don't like. Dude, that thing is awful. <laughs> what the hell? It's a little wacky looking. Wacky. I mean, it's, it's a little weird. Which way? Which is the one that you like? I like the freshwater. That one's cool. I love this one. I like the freshwater. I, yeah. I think I, I, you know, I like a, you know, that ice blue kind of color. Mm -hmm. So I like that one. But you know, and a lot of the guys on the Slack were like, you know, and I somewhat agree. It's, it, it's, maybe a little outside of the norm for fair. Um, you know, they have a certain look, obviously, to their watches. Yeah, uh, and this one deviates a little bit, but still kind of, you know. And I get that they're taking risks. I just don't really like that red one. Yeah, what's in here? Oh, it's a Salita SW twenty 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 twenty. Huh? Yeah, Car. it's not bad looking. 
the Miami size. The Thurso, yeah, the Miami Dolphin one. Look at that. That's cool looking. That one's cool. I don't feel the need to have it. You know what I'm saying? I'm not in love with it enough. Yeah, like that, like like that's I I. But what, what, what Baird and I are trying to figure out, um, folk at home, is that, or at least this is what I'm trying to. I shouldn't speak for you, Baird. I apologize. I'm trying to figure out for myself: is it the watch industry or is it me? Am I just too like fucking jaded, like a husk of my former watch collecting self, to be excited about anything anymore, or mm-hmm. just? Things just not that exciting anymore. I don't know. And maybe it's the time, you know. Everything's kind of expensive right now. You know, you're not yeah. looking at things you want as much. Maybe things you need, but you know, I remember when <laughs> I remember when that green bull of an oceanographer came out at. Uh, oh yeah. And I was just like, shut up and take my money. But maybe <laughs> I, you know, it's it's a big watch. I probably wouldn't buy it now. But maybe that's part of it. You know, maybe my tastes have changed a little bit. Mm. Um. But check out the uh, check out that Tiso PRX chronograph. Yeah, let me pull this up. What, what's a shame is that um, usually when a chronograph comes out from Tiso, it's you can actually get some really cool affordable chronographs through Tiso. Yeah, this one's not obviously it is not uh, quartz, you know, so it's, right. it's expensive. And it, I think it actually I don't know I don't know if you've seen my my Tiso nineteen seventy ish looking chronograph that I have. It's I can't remember what they call the Heritage nineteen seventy or whatever. Yes, 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 yes. I think it's the same guts. Oh um, well, this is kind of a cool looking watch, man. It's a little big. You know, yeah. I think it's forty two by fourteen or fifteen or something like that. But uh yeah it's cool racing it's, vibe though with the shape of the case and the very much it. very much so. Yeah the yeah. integrated uh very nineteen kind of eighties looking, and yeah, you know, I I like it, but you know, I like it a lot. Uh, but seventeen hundred, you know, seventeen hundred bucks, and you know, I like even if I had seventeen hundred bucks right now, I'm not so sure I'd buy it. You know, yeah, maybe I, that's a lot of things you can spend seventeen hundred dollars on. Yeah, I wonder if it's actually going to go for that much. You know what I'm saying? You know, sometimes you can get like. Right, whatever. I would guess it. I would if it's right. I would, it might be fourteen, fifteen would be my guess. Or I don't something know. Like that. But who um, knows? Prices yeah. are going up. Dude, everything is fucking. All going they have up. to do is say that there's only three of these out there, and literally somebody would be like, "Here's my firstborn child. Just People let me have it." Stab their family for it and shit like that. Yeah. yeah. I think that's the fucking weird thing. We were talking about this in the pre-talk. Also, I think that's the fucking weird thing about not just the prices of watches, but the prices of like everything. People keep paying them. Yeah, they still pay it. <laughs> Stop the, paying too much money the, for things. Like the thing is, is I was talking to my boss about this the other day. Mm. You know, uh, I'll use Rolex as an example because they have very much, in my opinion, and they probably maybe they haven't, but they have definitely manufactured a scarcity oh, yeah. of stainless steel. And now you have, like, take a brand new Submariner from last year, which on their website said MSRP 8,500 bucks. <laughs> I promise you, if you have one right now and you find the right person and go, I don't know, man, I'm thinking 18,000. He'll go, okay. Yeah. Whatever. God. And the thing is, is that Rolex is sitting up in their, you know, their palace above everybody else. And they're like, you know what? 
I don't know why we're charging eight thousand when people will pay seventeen thousand. Yeah, you know, let's just make them for seventeen thousand. So you think people are still going to buy them? You think MSRPs are going to start soaring? I saw the other day a nineteen ninety nine Submariner no date head only. The guy and I've obviously I know people can ask whatever they want. It doesn't mean they get it. But I watched a guy online ask for a head-only Submariner no date. He wanted eighty-nine hundred dollars for it Jeez. from nineteen from nineteen ninety-nine. No bracelet. No bracelet. Head only. He'll probably get it. <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck are people doing? <laughs> Fucking wacky ass time. That man. watch that watch didn't cost that much new. It's 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 relative to the the value that someone else places on it now. You know what I mean? Like, right? And but it's just meaningless at the same time. I this, don't know. You know, the same thing kind of happened in the car industry. You mm. know, used cars went up, and and new cars went up, and you know, I think fifteen years ago, if you'd said, "Hey, man, we're going to sell you this Jeep Wrangler for." $55,000, people would have been like, oh, no, you're crazy. <laughs> but now they're like, shoot, man, why don't you ask 65? <laughs> there has to be a point where people will stop paying. I mean, let's, I guess we can use watches as an example. Like, there has to be a point where folks will stop paying certain prices. I don't know. And even the, you know, I've noticed that even the micro brands, and they're a different, they're in a different ball game. The, the smaller brands, because the price of materials has gone up, mm. have no choice but to up the ante on theirs a little bit. You yep. know, they have no choice. It's not like Rolex who just, you know, they're like, you know, what's his name? Uh, what's that stupid mm. duck? Ebenezer Scrooge Duck from DuckTales. Scrooge they're McDuck just, or whatever Scrooge his name McDuck, is. Scrooge McDuck, yeah, they're just up there swimming in coins. <laughs> But the little little the little brands have to increase their prices yeah. to make enough money to survive. The, the micro brands either have to increase prices or find ways to keep the price the same by cutting back on quality or something, right. or like what movement they use or something. Correct. Like that. Right. Yeah. But you know, people like you know companies like Rolex and you know and their other company. I'm just using them as an example, but there are absolutely other companies that are moving on up in the world. So uh, I think what's I think what's yeah. interesting is identifying the lack of a watch release really driving us like oh that's the watch I think that's only possible because we want to love something we want something to get released that we love would you I, would you agree that kind of that logic I guess I guess how I do things is like if if you know if I look at a watch and my mind goes oh my god that's the one mm. you know then great but. You know, like, for instance, this, the Tissot PRX Chrono. Like, I like everything about that. I really do. It's, man, I, I would love to have that thing. But I'm not going to pay for it right now. It doesn't get me, it didn't get me going that much. Right. You know, you know, you, it, the PRX was cool. This one's cool. But I'm not, you know, it's cool, dude. <laughs> it's it's like to... somebody going, look what I've got. It's the most precious thing ever. And I'm like, yeah, it's cool, bro. That's right. cool, man. Whatever. I'm, I'm trying to order food right now. <laughs> right. I've got other things to do. <laughs> well, it's funny because I think it's it's kind of what happened with me in the Christmas chrono. I saw this thing. So I saw someone randomly posted on like a Reddit thread 
like years ago, I saw it and I said, yes, I need that watch. And then I started trying to figure out how much it costs and I figured it out it's limited edition. It's only made in Japan, but I can get it for like 200, 250 bucks. If, if I was doing that digging and it came back, like, you know, I'll use, I'll use this T-Seller example. If I could, if the Christmas Chrono cost, costed 1700 bucks when I first learned about it, I don't think I would have bought it. Yeah, it's just like, you know, for commoners uh, <laughs> like myself, you know, it, it the, the, these kind of watches are, are starting to really get out of reach. And mm-hmm. it, you know, it's, you know, and I know Tudor, for instance, if you go back to Rolex, is, is there to like kind of be like, hey, you know, we're the old Submariners that used oh, to only cost three or four grand. Oh, that shit's out the window. <laughs> but they're going up too. Of course. You know, let me tell you that uh, I know it's been beat to death, hmm. but that stupid ass moon swatch crap <laughs> drove me bananas. And let me tell you, and I want people to really think about this, which they won't. They don't give a shit what I say. But this is why nobody can have a PS5. It's the same thing huh. because it comes out. There's only, quote unquote, so many of them. And they're $250 and you can only get them at the store. So these jerk offs are lined up around the building for a yeah. mile to get this watch that literally isn't worth they paid two fifty. It probably cost seventy five dollars to put it together. Yeah, if that. Yeah. And they've gone straight to eBay and been like, "Oh, I got one, bro. Two grand." Oh my God. And if anybody is buying it at that price, like, what are you doing? Well, I think that goes back to what we were saying before. Someone will do that for a watch like that because of how hard it is to get. Because that proves. They're like orological street cred. That would get the watch nod for or the watch approval from like watch knobs. Like, oh shit, you actually were able to get one? Dude. So I guess it's more of a question of how much are people willing to pay for other people's approval? But that's then probably, that's probably a lot of money. Yeah. And but then what happens is that now, you know, a watch like that will, you know, if somebody comes out with another one, it will never be affordable again. They're like, well, hell, people are going to pay two grand for that stupid thing. Yeah. Let's charge $600 for this piece of $75 plastic. You know, and it's just like, this is why I say nobody can have a PS5. You can't find them because everybody like, and I know somebody who does this, who sits online all day waiting for YouTube to tell him that they're at Best Buy so he can go grab it and then charge somebody twice the price for it and somebody will pay it yeah so what's the i like to figure i like to think there's some sort of not answer but like where can we kind of place our where can we put that energy we want to get into watches we want to love watches but we don't want to get caught up in this bullshit artificial scarcity paying too much for stuff getting stuck in this rat race of proving our logical cred my first inclination, and this is probably why I really got into it when I first learned about it, vintage. Like, with the, getting into Soviet watches when I did is what helped shape me as a watch lover and a watch collector. The stock on those things goes up every time you talk about them. Oh, fuck, you're right. God damn it. 
Oh, big zero, 500 bucks. I gotta have it. Oh my god, I'm just listen, kidding. everyone. Sylvie watches suck, they're, they're yeah. terrible, they're you full know, of bees, I think. right? Or, or you know, Soviet watches or like little vintage HMTs. I like those from India. Oh, uh, yeah, but, oh, don't, don't talk, don't talk about those. They're gonna get ruined. <laughs> what are you doing? They're just as frankened. Um, <laughs> but are. uh, if I had to pick a brand that hmm. has made some nice watches lately that are still right about where they are and nobody gives a crap about them timex and jason jason i think give a crap about timex though but not on the same level that's true it's not on the same level because like you know jason had one of those little uh new timex dive watches that he had um on his show recently and i i hadn't seen that yet i was like man that's not a bad little watch for you know 200 250 bucks yeah it really isn't, and nobody is nobody is going to walk around and be like, "Hey, man, look at this Timex. You want to go home with me tonight, girl?" <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's a Timex. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Takes a I licking mean, and keeps on ticking. <laughs> if you know what I mean. I mean, that, I feel like there was a little bit of that with the original Marlin. Remember when the Marlin first came out? Yeah. But you're right. There's not not on the same scale it's, as what we've seen. It's not on the same scale, and and, no. they, and they produce a ton of them. I think that's the thing. I think Timex, even even though Jason had a really great point when he was on air uh, last week, he's like Timex has to have a watch nerd on staff telling them yeah what watches to make. But even though Timex has that understanding of their history and everything like that, I think they're never going to lose that whole. We're Timex. We don't do. We make a fuck ton of watches. Yeah. I think the only time there was a limited edition recently, and I'm probably fucking wrong, so you can also submit your hate mail. Remember those American documents? Yeah, and the American documents, I think that was that was those, a cool concept, but they, they were not very popular. It those, wasn't those popular. Were a flop. Yeah. It was it was a flop, and it's 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 gonna be like the Grand Wagoneer from Jeep, and I said it on the radio. <laughs> Nobody wants to pay hundred and ten thousand dollars for a Jeep, and if you did, I'm sorry. But uh, <laughs> how much that car costs? Yeah, it costs one hundred ten thousand more than my house, and I guarantee <laughs> you it breaks down just as much as a Patriot. So, oh, that's great. Uh, and we've had four of them sitting on the lot for months, and that's never a good sign. So, wow, <laughs> flop. But anyway, <laughs> the American Documents was a cool watch, and the idea of it was cool. Hey, yeah. this watch is made with materials made in the United States. That's great. I think people weren't, and and this goes back to what I was saying because it's just not that kind of brand. People were not willing to pay five hundred dollars for a quartz Timex mm. that wasn't going to get them likes and shares on Instagram and Facebook. American made or not, not paying right five hundred or four or four or five hundred bucks, whatever it was. Yeah, that's a good point. They just weren't ready to pay five hundred dollars for a Timex that was quartz powered. But what's interesting is I don't think Timex is ever going to start to go crazy with their pricing because they just that would just be antithetical to the brand. So I think yeah. I think you're right. I think Timex might be immune. And they, like I said, they make a ton bullshit. of them. They make yeah. a ton of them. You know, I I was trying to think the other day of a, a of a name brand that you know, and all, all the obviously all the, you know the the. Uh, the, the, the Seikos have gone up, but you know, oh, fuck, yeah, fuck Seikos at this point, honestly. Citizens are still not, you know, I know they have expensive watches, but Citizens not something that people like will wait around the building for. Right. Um, yeah. 
because they can't go, oh, I got a citizen. <laughs> like, big deal. <laughs> so does everybody else. So does everybody else at the mall. Right. Uh, yeah, citizen, citizen's another one, definitely for sure. Um, I think any of those bra- – well, no, I was going to say, like, because it, it, there's a really interesting interesting thing that can occur where there are brands which are, quote, unquote, like, not cool. For like watch nerds or like like loser whatever the show's called two book watch nerds fuck all of you or like loser watch nerds who were like oh um they'll judge the caliber of the person on the brand of their watch so are you a rolex caliber person or are you a fucking citizen caliber person there are watch collectors out there who do that and i think they're all i think they're all assholes um citizen is one of those watches where like like asshole watch collectors if they see it like oh okay you're you're just like a fucking yeah big deal watch casual exactly oh you what did you pick that up at the line at Walmart while you were getting your panties yeah. but like to your point that's what also makes those watches kind of immune because they're not cool however and they make nice watches have you seen those Chronomasters that uh, yeah that, that green one I can't remember who owns it. Yeah, I know I Derek. Know. I know Derek just bought one, but his is tan, and it's nice too. But that green one is really nice. And yeah, that watch is that watch is pricey. It's not cheap, but um, but that's still a really nice watch that I guarantee you, like nobody on Reddit is tapping themselves on the shoulder, like look what I got. <laughs> well, what's interesting you know? is I'm, and I'm always curious how this works. And there's one brand that's I think a good example. There is the possibility that a brand that's quote unquote uncool can somehow kind of become cool. Rado, for a long time, at least to asshole watch nerds, was kind of like a lame brand. But then the Captain Cook came out. Yeah. And now the Captain Cook is cool. It's a really cool watch. (laughs) It is a cool watch, but it's one of those things where, like, I feel like that's one of those watches where people see it and pat themselves on the back, where before when that watch came out, it'd be like, oh, look at my my Rado. It's like, would you get that? (laughs) Get that, you know, you find that in the parking lot, like at the mall. Right. Was there, loser. was there a guy with an accent and a long coat selling it? <laughs> Hello, friend. That looks you like your granddad's watch. Get out of here. <laughs> yeah, friend, you like that, though? You like that, though? Yeah, man. You know what I mean? Like, I got to stop doing that. That's going to get me in trouble one day. But, the, um, but, like, but like, you know what I'm saying? A watch can, can shift. Like, a watch brand can shift. And so my hope is that, you know, that doesn't happen to Citizen. <laughs> I hope Citizens don't become cool. Or at least like mainstream cool at some point. Um, I'll tell you. I'll tell you what. If they if they somehow were able to do high accuracy high accuracy quartz, um, like Chronomaster, like the one that you're talking about, because I was looking at them before I got my Grand Seiko. If they can somehow do that at like fifteen hundred or under a thousand, oh, then man. it'll become cool, and everyone's gonna fucking love it. I think. I, I think. I, the thing about that, you know, Citizen owned. Or still does owns Bulova. Still do. Yep. Citizen made the precisionist movement that mm. literally was accurate to like ten seconds a year. Is it built cheap? Yeah. But why couldn't you just build that a little bit nicer? I mean, I don't know why they wouldn't. That movement's great. Mm. I don't care what anybody says. They can come up and be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, old Bubble Bath is going to be a. But I don't care. I think I've, his name's Bubble Bath. I've got to watch this. I've got to watch Spon- SpongeBob. I really want to understand his reference. Oh, he's a he's a turd. But anyway, <laughs> but you know, it just uh, uh, you know that movement was great, but because it's in a bowl, but nobody gave a crap about it. 
Yeah. You know, people expect Bovis to be $12 at K Jewelers, and and that's what they're supposed to be. But it's, I know Citizen built that. I know they did. So why couldn't they just make it a little bit nicer and put it in something that's, you know, a, a, you know, a nice Citizen watch that normal people could afford and wear every single day? Yeah. That thing was accurate to 10 seconds a year. There has to be a, a business drive for it. They have to know it'll sell and make money on it because it's a business. Like they're not yeah. going to just, they're, they're like, they're, they're a big business. They're not going to make watch for love of ocean. You know what I mean? I think that we live in a society that, well, we do. We don't, I don't have to think we do. We live in a society that material possession is your wealth, your worth. I'm sorry, mm. worth. So, you know, it's, uh, if you don't have X watch, you're, who are you anyway? Yeah. I can tell you right now that I am just as much into watches as everybody who is on Instagram watch piling all these Audemars PKs in their Porsche. It's just that mine are all old Bulvas and it's in an Impala. Well, that's the thing. Porsche that, 911. But that's the thing we're always hammering on this show. You don't have to prove how much you love watches to someone else. And if you feel like you're in a group of folks or uh, kind of collecting atmosphere where you feel like you do have to prove how much you love watches more than someone else, which usually comes with dollar signs, then maybe you're a shitty watch collector, or maybe you have yeah. shitty friends. <laughs> you know, right? Like. You know, this this little Mito Commander I was talking about earlier, the 8299, mm-hmm. that one that looks like an old day date. Yeah. You know, if if you twisted my arm and said, this can be your only watch forever, I could be okay with that. That's interesting. I Do like you it's, remember? It's really nice. It's not waterproof worth a, I mean, it's screw down crown, but it's an old watch and its gaskets are probably trash. But, you know, um, I would be okay with that. And nobody gives a crap. You know, nobody's going to sit there and go, oh my God, look at that Mito Commander. Because <laughs> you don't need people. You don't need people to do that. To I, wish some, I wish sometimes somebody would do that. but yeah. <laughs> Why? I, I don't know. Sometimes I like pants on the back too, but I don't I mean, get it. I mean, who doesn't? And, and the thing is, is like, you know, and I'm, I've always been that person. And I know there's other people out there that like, you just avoid telling other people what you like, because if they like it, then you think it's somehow tainted because they have bad taste. <laughs> you know, that's why you, that's why I'm so happy that my wife got me into uh, Tom Waits music because nice. it's fabulous and everybody hates it. Everybody <laughs> who's normal or <laughs> listens to like, can't, they can't sit through a whole album. Great. I don't Perfect. have to worry about you taking that away from me. Or for me. Do you remember a while back, Michael and I did a show, um, like the last watch we were ever selling. Like we, we systematically went down our collections until we ended up at like one last watch, and that was the yeah. one we didn't sell. Do you remember this episode? It was a while back. I do. Is your is your Mito, is that problem with, you know what I'm saying? You're, that's the difference. You're not twisting my arm and telling me <laughs> it has to be. It has to be. That would be different if it I could was, be. That oh dude, that would be rough. You know, I still have a Seiko SKX 007 that Wow, I look at that. <laughs> I have a coworker that 
is I'm, he'll get tired of it eventually, but he has tried to pull that watch out of my collection for years and I haven't worn it in years, but oh. that was like the first watch I ever bought. That wasn't something dinky. Yeah. You know, and when I look at it, I'm like, God, man, that is such a great and classic looking, you know, watch it. Yeah. And it doesn't even hack or hand wind. It is literally what you today you would be like call a baby's toy or something, you know. Uh, but I I just and I say that I know I make an excuse about every watch I have, but that one in particular for some reason because he has offered me an astronomical amount of money for that thing. Don't sell it; you'll just regret it. And I can't do it. Like yeah. it's like I would have to be in dire straits because that was you know I've had that watch for twelve years. Uh, I have a, a, a solid Jubilee bracelet on it wow. with the Seiko clasp, you know, it's, and it's such a great, simple looking watch and it does what it's supposed to do. And it would be really hard for me to get rid of that unless you said, well, I don't know. I mean, you know, I've got an old, you know, such and such car sitting around that I could probably <laughs> trade. Then I'd probably be like, okay, well, you trade it for a car. Oh, um, oh yeah. That's fine. But it's not worth good. that much. It's not worth that much. But it, you know, just to kind of give you, it's just funny. Mine. I don't know if you ever on the show. Mine, the one that I finally ended up on that I would never ever get rid of was my Seiko SNK. My first. Yeah, I remember that. My first automatic, and so I think same movement. Yeah. Seven S twenty six. Yeah, it doesn't hack. Doesn't. Hand wine is just, uh, it's just, this is the time. This is what the time is now. If you don't like it, that's too bad, you know? <laughs> yeah, it was that's interesting. It was literally like if you look throughout Seiko's dive watch history over the last 40 years, that SKX 007, while heavier and mm. probably better around the edges, really isn't that much different than the watches they were producing in the 70s and the 60s you know, on that level, you know, it, the entry level affordable dive watch or watch in your case, you know, the movements hadn't changed that much. Yeah. It just had plastic gears or certain like calendars and what have you. But uh, do you but, think recently, because I feel like this is a thing. Do you think there's been such a drive for every year to have new something or other or new innovations or new designs that like it's kind of because you bring up a good point like the skx let's i mean aside from a few small things is basically what or like the way it was made for many many years i feel like now every year they try and change it i know it's kind of like that with cars these days also oh man you know the i remember i remember back in the day when you know you can tell when a car is unpopular because they changed the body style or something about it real fast. Okay. Uh, but, you know, back in the day, the the chassis was, you know, the chassis was pretty much the same. The engine was the same for 40 years. They just updated all the junk they put around it. <laughs> but, you know, now everybody wants more. We want better gas mileage. We want more yeah. horsepower. Exactly. Um, and that's ultimately what I think is going to usher in electric cars because they have a ton of horsepower and they don't use any gas. Mm. Um, and that's exactly what everybody wants. So, I mean, we'll see. But we'll see what happens. Yeah, we'll see what happens with that. But, I mean, I don't know if you've ever ridden in an electric car, but if you like to go fast, they will do it right now. 
I the only time I was in an electric car, it was a hybrid. So I don't know if that counts. That's different. It's a little yeah. different. Yeah, those are that's a supplementary system. It's not the unless my golf cart no counts problem. as an electric car. <laughs> but uh, um, but yeah, I I I think there is and, you know, and that's it follows the demand of the people. But mm-hmm. you know, part of the reason I keep that SKX two is I I'm genuinely kind of interested to see if in, you know, when I'm old, if people think, man, that was a cool watch. You know, I'd love to find one of those. I don't know. There's no way of knowing. Yeah. You who know, knew, who knew, you know, decades ago that all these stainless steel subs were going to be like gone, gone and man, super you expensive. Could, you know if you I mean? could do a, If you could do a Biff Tannen right now and go back in time <laughs> with your sports almanac, like, all you do is go into every Rolex store and go, I want everything stainless steel you have right now. Instead of the almanac, just an old uh, Rolex catalog. <laughs> right. You mean uh, you don't want gold? You've got all this money. You don't want gold, white gold? Absolutely not. I want every stainless steel watch you have in this building <laughs> right now. I will pay cash. That would actually be really, that would be super smart, actually. Ah, then you go back into the future and it's like one guy, you know, so-and-so bought Elon Musk. <laughs> <laughs> he just bought him. He lives in his basement now. Jeff oh, Bezos dude. is my gardener, baby. <laughs> he empties my chamber pot. I only have That's a chamber right. pot just so he empties it. That's. <laughs> well, I know I gotta have a toilet, but less less fun that way for Jeff. So, oh man, well here, <clears throat> I always like having you on air. It's always just fun chatting. It's it's just fun. I don't. I'm. I'm get. I, I don't know what it is. I don't know, Baird, if I'm coming face to face with the grim reality of my very bleak existence. But I feel like friends are a bit hard to come by these days. Well, they, <laughs> well, that's that's not untrue. And like, you have your work acquaintances. I have work acquaintances. You know, right? I would hang out with them outside of work. But like, you know. Once you get to a certain age, especially if you start to ponder the idea of having children or you do have children, uh, you don't have time to basically dick around with your friends anymore. Like I have a friend, my friend, I have a friend who lives in Jonesboro, Tennessee, if anybody lives down that way. But, um, you know, and he's probably the best friend I've ever had in my life. And. I rarely seen him. I probably haven't seen him in almost a year, and he's an hour down the road. But it's wow. just, you know, he's got his life. He doesn't have kids, but he does a lot of extracurricular activities. Mm. Um, and and we've got ours, and it just doesn't match up a lot. You it's know, so but, easy to drift apart. But I still know that if I called him right now and said, hey, man, I'm in trouble, mm. you know, he would he would help me out. You know? I, I lost that. I had I had, like... I had someone in my life who was my friend for like 25 years. And then it only took about, you know, a few months. We both went through some big life changes and we didn't get the chance to connect. And then a few months turned into more months and then more months turned into a year. And then a year turned into five years. And I realized I probably can't pick up the phone and call this person ever because like his life is just totally different now. Yeah. You know what I mean? I I have a friend that from back home because I grew up a couple counties away. Hmm. Um, Tazewell County, if anybody cares, look that up. But, uh, you know, and I had a real good friend that I've known since we were teenagers. Uh, but, you know, we drifted apart. Hmm. Um, 
his lifestyle was different than mine and yeah uh, and what have you but i still send him a text every now and then you know happy birthday how's your dad right you know stuff like that i've just picked out the stuff that we don't connect on anymore and try to choose something that i know he likes to talk about yeah, if, if, I, if i send him a text at all you know well, the, uh, the point that i'm i want to make is that i value having you on the show so we can hang out and chat because that's that's the biggest thing for me i, I oh i love it I, I, I won't i won't lie to you like i've thought about starting my own podcast but i don't know what it would be about chilling because, chilling chilling with baird <laughs> yeah be a different <laughs> subject every week right and but that's my problem like it's interesting to come here because i can talk about one thing or compare it to kind of the industry that i grew up in or what have you but uh i don't know what i would talk about every week that would be in anywhere near the same thing because my mind's all over the place i mm. you know talk about all kinds of stuff well the fascinating that i've learned about this show because michael and i've been doing this show for a long time fuck it's been a long time is that you don't always have you don't need something to quote unquote talk about if you're interesting you will entertain people and it is it is it is my goal on this show to just at least have it be entertaining you don't even have to fucking know a lot about watches is if the show is at least entertaining it's fine so i wouldn't really too much about the like nailing down the subject or finding something interesting you know what i mean i mean basically also what i'm hearing from you is that we need to have you on this show more I love being on. I, I got to, you know what I got to do today. I know you you've been, I know you've been moving, and and that's been a big process because mm. it was a long period where we didn't know where Kaz was. But <sighs> the last time I was on the show was in November with Mike, and yeah. my wife and kids got me a new microphone, uh, and I just just today got to take it out of the box. Oh wow! Because sat in the I, box for a while. Yeah, because I could, I, I promise you, I could plug it in and start a podcast. But I'm just so afraid that if I ramble about nonsense, people will be like, God almighty, this guy's nuts. I mean, what's the harm? And in maybe, that? yeah, maybe you're afraid. To, maybe I'm afraid to put myself out there. Who knows? I mean, what's what, what's the what's the harm in someone listening and saying, Hey, man, have you read our reviews? <laughs> <laughs> what's the well, harm? What's the harm in putting something out there that people don't like? If you I like actually it? haven't read. The reviews uh i don't want to know what they think people don't like me that's the headline me specifically if you like michael just fine it's just for some reason i don't know why you know how weirds have people you've never met hate you oh it's that's the world <laughs> listen that's a whole show that i could talk about for an hour because that's the world we live in we yeah all, we all want somebody to complain about online to make ourselves feel better so funny man but it's it's always so cool having you on air i'm i i gotta let you go it's getting pretty late over here we're uh it's actually nice also recording with someone that's on the east coast as well oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> i don't have to do fucking like time math and shit like when i'm talking with michael but there this is so cool man I, thanks for coming on the show i hope folks have had a really good time hanging out and chatting with bear tonight or even if you just kind of hung out and enjoy chilling with bear like i enjoy dealing with chilling with bear this has been the highlight of my week um <laughs> Let us know your thoughts on the show. Hit us up via, via whatever the fuck it is, email, tbws.contact at gmail.com. That email again, tbws.contact at gmail.com. Don't try to reach out to us on Instagram because 
we're done with Instagram, I think, uh, at this point. You know? Really? You think so? It's, it's, I it's. That, I do feel like I haven't seen much on there lately. It's tough. Michael, Michael was, Michael was holding it. Michael was holding the ground on Instagram for a long time. And like, it just got to like a breaking point for him. So we're trying to figure out something to do on Instagram, but we're probably just not going to be super active. I, th- um, I feel bad sometimes that I'm not super active on there, even though I'm not a content creator. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, I, I feel bad some, but this man, it, it, it takes a lot to put a good picture on Instagram. There's exactly. a lot of hashtags I have to put on and it's just, I got better things to do, man. Well, that is, it's like also commenting or responding to comments or like answering people's DMS. Like the thing is, the reality with Instagram is that you do get you do get back what you put into it, but you have to put a fuck you ton have to into, put it. into it. Man, you I gotta got be it's gotta be a full time job. With. Exactly, I have a job. It's not Instagram. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, <laughs> Instagram's not putting a roof on my house or whatever. You know, <laughs> no, man. Uh, but it's cool having you on. Super. Just I hope you had a good time. I hope you had as much fun as I did. Um, oh yeah, having you I on love here. It. Let's uh, let's do this, man. When you're ready, just say you know thanks for listening. This is Baird, and I'll say this is Cassie, and I'll, I'll that, that way. I, <laughs> if I don't if I don't close the show, I won't know what to do. Okay. So when well, you're when you're ready, say thanks for listening. And this is Baird, and I'll remember. Well, I did have a lot of fun, and watch I'm out fine. for watch out for Steve's uh, Hertz homage pretty soon i'll probably put pictures of that up and he'll nice. I hope, hopefully he will too he'll like it and he'll put it up too tell everyone what your instagram um oh yeah it's uh and was it's griffin g-r-i-f-f-i-n dot no wait that's my email address g-r-i-f-f-i-n underscore watches that's what also, the Instagram is. You know what you got to do, Baird? You got to get one of those um, overhead mounted GoPros and record yourself opening watches. You know, I thought about that. I, funny enough, I thought about trying to set one up and, and do it for TikTok or something. But mm-hmm. I watched a guy that takes transmissions apart on cars. On TikTok? Uh, yeah, Precision. I think they're called Precision Trans LLC out of South Carolina. But that that guy knows what's up, man. And I like well, I don't know Jack Squat about a transmission. I've never taken one apart in my life, but I love watching him because I I've learned a lot, you know. Because here's here's my thought on it. Like if you're already taking part or taking watches apart, what's the harm in just hitting a record button and then just letting it record and then just like just doing what you normally do? I guess it's the angle of things too. Like I can't figure out where I would mount the camera that my head's not right over it. You know, it's. Or something. It's it's weird. Yeah, there's some. It's not directly over. It's like sort of at at an angle, or I don't know. Watch other videos for sure. Like you know <laughs> what I mean? No, I'm serious. Like I think I think if you did that, put it on YouTube, that could be your quote unquote podcast. It's you narrating, working on a watch, and then engaging like, and folks can engage with that. They'll they're interested in seeing you try to make sense of a totally redialed Omega right. or a Vostok that smells like gun oil. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Every one of them. <laughs> Every know. one of them. Smell like gun oil. It's weird. It's a, it's a thing, man. That's all they have. I don't know. You know? <laughs> it's all they had around. So, like, I I think people would get a, I think people would totally dig, uh, just totally dig that. Like, I think it's worth doing. Also, if anybody knows any secrets on how to get bezels off of Steinhardt's without using a Dremel, uh, 
That's another thing you could have recorded. Hit me up. Oh, man, that was a mess. I did that on a whim. I was like, hmm, I know I can get it off this way. And I just came to the conclusion that that's how it was going to happen. That could have been the next Coke and Mentos. Yeah, I guess so. (laughs) Coke and Mentos. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, think about it. Here, let's, I'll I'll, I'll properly let you go this time. When you're ready, say, thanks for listening to this, Baird, and I'll run with it. Well, thanks for listening. This was Baird. And this is Kaz. You have been listening to Two Broke Watch Knobs. Later.